Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. Finally! Wow. What's going on? <laughs> to continue with the standard I missed you would have been nice. introduction. <laughs> so like I've been lollygagging around on vacation or something like that. Father and I are here to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Um, uh, we, yes, I'm here. We, <laughs> I'm here. here to do it. Finally! Before we get into today's episode, as always, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. Love so, it. So if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. You could email us using ignition at sfcatholic.org, I-G-N-I-T-I-O-N at sfcatholic.org. You could also tweet at us with the Twitter handle of at sfdiocese using the hashtag ignition. So, in all seriousness, it's good to see your face, Father. It's good to hear your voice. Thanks. Yeah, but I'm seeing your face. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, Father Dickinson, uh, we haven't actually had a chance to record since July. So, if, uh, if you've uh, been tuning in the last few weeks, um, that's why you've heard You've been tuning in and thinking that they've been a lot better. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you said it, not me. Um, we should introduce ourselves, though, Father, to... To those listeners who maybe have, have never had the pleasure of listening to Ignition before. Yes, before you turn off, uh, I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. I'm the priest director at the Pius XII Newman Center serving SDSU, serving Catholic students and just bringing the Catholic life to anyone who wants it at SDSU, as well as the pastor of St. Paul's in the town of White, South Dakota. And I'm Chris Bergwald. My profession, I'm the Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization um, with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Been here actually for 14 months, 14 years as of last week, Father. 14 years. Oh, so now years. it's 14 months, 15 weeks. 14, four, whatever. Uh, <laughs> more importantly, um, I, I've been married to my wife um, for 17 years and we have five kids. All of them South Dakotans. No joke. Not Minas- Wait, that's Minnesota. They're not Minnesotans. They're South Dakotans. Does South Dakota have a phrase? I mean, I'm born and raised in South Dakota. You I don't know if we have a phrase. I don't know. The- I mean, Minnesotans, I was like, no joke. Oh, you betcha. Um, yeah, I sure you betcha. <laughs> Interestingly, Father, talking to a, a South Dak- a Sioux Falls native, actually, um, over the weekend, she spent a number of years, her family, she moved to Omaha, mm-hmm. and, and, and people in Omaha said, that accent, where are you from? And I'll be, I, 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 a Sioux Falls accent. I mean, just for Omaha, that's just about three miles to our south. Yeah, but Minnesota's 20 minutes away, and we say Minnesotans have an accent. Yeah, I know, but you have to go pretty far north in Minnesota. I was, I was just right. surprised that that's there was- That's more than northern Minnesota yeah, for that accent. Yeah, I was surprised that, that, that an Omahaian picked up on a Sioux Fallsian- um, They had an aha moment. There we go. Yes, they did. I have no idea what, 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 what is there? Is there Omaha? Oh, okay. It had an aha moment. <laughs> in fact, I'm pretty sure some of Omaha's marketing from its uh, an, chamber uh, of oh, commerce really? is oh, uh, aha. Aha moment. Nice. When it's not an aha moment, it's just oh, aha. aha with oh, an exclamation aha. point and Could, then like capital letters for aha. Well done, Omaha. Like where should we go on vacation? I don't know. I mean, there's Kansas City or Chicago or Omaha. Nice. That is pretty clever, actually. 
I'll give him props for that. It's kind of nerdy. It is, but yeah, that's, yeah. we like that. Yeah, we do. Edition. We do. So, um, I'm we're, going to Kansas City. We're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Kansas City. Uh, we're going to talk today the about- The best part is we got to chuckle out of the producer from that one. We'd engineer. Engineer. Come on. I'm always trying to promote him. I know. He doesn't want it, though. I've tried to give it to him. He doesn't want it. <laughs> you and I are stuck with the title of co-hosts and, and producers. Well, I think you're really the producer. Maybe, maybe, I guess I probably am, usually. Okay. Today on Ignition, let's get serious, Father. <laughs> we're going to talk about, and Father, well, I'll let Father explain this in a little bit because he's going to. We're going to talk about same-sex friendships. Mm. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Now, same-sex marriage, we've talked about that many times on the show before, but we're going to talk about same-sex friendships, and you might be thinking, what? And Father, if you, if this were a, a video podcast, the camera would be right in on me right now, shaking my head. Eyes just, closed, just shaking his head in nope. quasi-disgust. Nope. At the phrase, same-sex friendships. Yep. We're actually going to be talking about friendship. Yay! Um, but we're going to explain why. Nodding head. <laughs> Gladness. We're going to explain why Father was... Bright eyes. ...began by... See, I'm able to just... I'm so used to it that I can just roll with the... the what is that? Crosstalk. 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 Right now, the uh, closed captioning would have crosstalk on yes. the video podcast that we're not... Doing. Uh, <laughs> uh, father, father would uh, is is going to protest, and and I, I agree with him. I have filed a grievance uh, against the, the 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 term of same sex friendships. We'll explain that why in, in just a little bit. Really, uh, again, we're, we're going to talk about friendship in general. Um, so, father, I, I think why don't we begin there by explaining why you don't care for the, the, the term same-sex friendship. Because it's just friendship. What do you mean? It's friendship. Why do we have to say same-sex friendship? Why can't we just say friendship and talk about the importance of friendship? It feels that when we say same-sex friendship, we are actually are seeding the point that we're actually going to argue about today. Right. So what we want to discuss... And I don't want to give that point up. You know, yeah. So, yeah. So he's going to repeatedly throughout the... Pot, well, potentially repeatedly... Uh, you'll you hear father groan or moan when I say same sex friendships <sighs> like that. Uh, what we want to talk about today, what we're trying to, the, the point that we want to get at is in our culture today, we, we've, there's an idea of friendship that we've lost, or as father rightly is, there, there's been a degradation of the reality of friendship where, where, where for, for, uh, whether it's two men or two women in particular, that's why I'm saying same sex friendship. Right. You didn't. You didn't moan there. I, was, I said not the, all the time. Oh, okay, but but the reality that we, we as a society we we have a, almost a hard time with the idea that that two men or two women could actually have real authentic friendship and, and and not just real authentic friendship, but a deep and intimate and personal friendship. Even better, yes, right. That friendship isn't just a surface level experience. And that's why we call, I like to use the phrase, a degrading of friendship, that we've reduced friendship to surface encounters with the neighbors, with people at work, with people we work out with in the gym, uh, with uh, the other parents of our children that we see at baseball games, uh, but purely surface level things. How's the weather today? Right. When friendship can can be and should be so much more than that, and whenever friendship approaches that in our own culture, it automatically gets eroticized. Yep. Yep. What's eroticized mean, Doctor? So it, it becomes sexualized, uh, and, and we'll come back to this in a little bit. But but the idea that you can have a close friendship that's not somehow sexual in nature 
is almost foreign to our, our to to our imaginations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, another way to see that degre- de- degradation of friendship, uh, something we've talked about several times on Ignition in episodes past, is uh, virtual friendships. Right. You know, all the not to pick on Facebook, but all my quote unquote Facebook friends, my followers, uh, yeah. yeah, all that sort of thing. Uh, my I'm, snap streaks, right? Oh, so all those ways that that society we might have more quote unquote friends than ever, but the reality of what friendship is, again, has been degraded. Right, that friendship now is a shallow uh, word almost. I remember even uh, like when I was in high school and in dating relationships. And uh, mom would ask me, oh, what about this guy? Oh, she's just a friend. Right? right. As if friendship is something lower or lesser than romantic relationships. Right. When it isn't and shouldn't be. So, so uh, do you want, I was going to say, can you say more about that now or do you want to save that for later? Mm-hmm. You're the producer. Go ahead. <laughs> it, because it shouldn't be, you just said. What, what do you mean by that? Well, that we have, uh, the human person was made for communion. We've talked about this, I think, before on previous episodes, especially looking at the Holy Trinity and looking at how we're made in the image and likeness of God. And God from all eternity is a communion of life-giving love. Right. Well, all of probably the aspects of human love, I'm assuming here, I didn't really prep this point too well in my head, but a systematic theologian across the table will correct me. But uh, all human love in some way is contained, all authentic human love is contained in some way in the communion of love in the Holy Trinity. Right. And that authentic human love in some way is a sharing in the, uh, the uh, love of the Holy Trinity. Right. And so if we deny this aspect of friendship or don't cultivate this aspect of friendship love, we're incomplete as a human person. And so we need to be cultivating this. And if our only thought that, if our thought is that the only way I will be fulfilled is through romantic love, then we're falling short of our human potential and our human reality, and we will be disappointed. Right, right, right. That's the, that we'll be disappointed. Um, for a, I think for a number of reasons that, that you just, what you just spoke of, we'll always be disappointed by any merely human person, of course, but there's something where uh, if, if, if we've reduced... Like when I disappointed you by not being on the last recording session exactly, for... Okay, exactly. just checking. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> if we reduce what it means to be a, a real close, um, authentic friend of someone, to if we reduce that to well, then there, therefore there must also be a sexual component to eroticize it. In other words, right. um, then, then there's part of the human experience that we've denied ourselves. Exactly. So, and it's a necessary part. And uh, I think you wanted to talk maybe about some of the rich examples of that throughout like whether through literature or the scriptures and other places right i mean it's just taking a couple of biblical examples um fitting for ignition uh we look to examples in in the bible where we see close friendships like david and jonathan from the old testament like jesus and john the apostle from right. the new testament uh and, and they were close friends and yet today uh, with this modern mentality, we see various opinionators saying, well, clearly those were gay relationships. Right. right. Because two two men or two women can't have that close of a friendship without it being sexual in nature and therefore gay or lesbian. No. Which in some way, I mean, this is a little off script, uh, Mr. Producer, but uh, this seems like a impact of Freud. Yeah, on our culture, where sure. Freud really reduced all human interactions to sexual libidinal 
uh, interactions. Right. And so it's just the way that the Freudian uh, thought process has polluted our modern imagination. Right. I was gonna, I'm, I'm glad you said imagination because again, it, this is how we picture the world. This right. is how we think of the world. This is the image we have of the world around us. And so when people... I encounter this so often with college students in there that in that intense time of searching for their future. Right. That's what they're looking to do. What is my future? What will my future be? I've got ideas what my future will be, but now can I make it reality? Right. And when they go through a breakup or they experience a difficulty in romance, it's the end of the world. Right. Right. Uh, but so many of them in those moments of crisis rely on friends that they don't even realize how good friendship is and that this actually is something I should cultivate, develop and grow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, going back to what you said before that, you know, this, you mentioned your high school experience, mm -hmm. um, just friends. I think this, this has been an undercurrent of society actually for quite some time. That just, so it's I nothing think new. for me, like thinking of, you know, um, in high school, uh, again, we're, uh, two girls could be friends, you know, and they think about, and even today, women talk about their girlfriends, but guys do not talk, talk about, about their, their boyfriends. boyfriends. No. So, so this, and that goes back quite, I mean, not, that's not just the modern or the, the last 10, 15 years of, of the gay rights movement. It's not really just contemporary in that regard. Exactly. Yeah. Well, intellectually, I suppose we could go into quite a diversion here on uh, Ignition, which is a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. You're listening to Father Andrew Dickinson, myself, and the dulcet tones of dulcet. Dr. Chris Bergwald across the table. Uh, we're talking today about uh, friendships and especially friendship amongst uh, uh, fellow, uh, fellow men and fellow women. I'm refusing to use the phrase that I'm not going to use. Go back in the history of this and listen to the beginning of this to find out the phrase that I'm not going to use. But yes, so we could go on to like a little intellectual sidebar about the impact of Freud, probably the impact of romanticism. Right. So it's like 19th century American romanticism yep. uh, on the way we viewed and have degraded and lost the value of friendship. And so this is nothing new, but it is something we need to fight yep. and work against. Right. And I would say, and I think it's, and we're going to get into this a little bit, talking specifically about um, uh, with guys, for men to have authentic, I think there's something of a, of a false machismo um, at work as well here, why guys mm -hmm. don't have boyfriends. Yeah. Because... That's not manly. Right. Um, to have. Where girls can talk about their girlfriends all the time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, the, My the, girlfriends are going out for wine night. Exactly. Yeah. And guys are like, uh, yo. 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 <laughs> exactly. That's, that's exactly. We both just, uh, yo, yo is the word that came to our mind. Uh, Does it all go back to the Fonz? It, uh, I, I was really thinking Rocky, to be honest. There. Oh, Okay. Um, hey, that's that's Fonzie. Oh, yes, hey. it is. Uh, a couple of years ago, I, I came across a commentary by the. the I blame I blame Henry Winkler. It's all it's all it's it's all his uh, total pop culture sidetrack. I don't want to go down right now. Uh, <laughs> we I'll don't want to jump the shark. I'll just say that. <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, he was the producer of MacGyver. Do you know that? Henry Winkler was? Henry, exactly. Okay, wow. And he played a really deep... And MacGyver never had any like good, solid friendships. <laughs> Actually, I don't know that. Um, I'll remember about MacGyver's duct tape. Henry Winkler also played a really devious villain on Law & Order uh, oh. SVU, hmm. one episode. But that that's really tangential. Wow. Um, that is very tangential. A couple of years ago, a guy who's not nearly as devious as that character, uh, Eric Metaxas is a Christian writer, author, wrote, I haven't read it yet, he wrote but a fantastic hmm. book by all accounts on the Lutheran pastor 
Dietrich Bonhoeffer, um, uh, Luth, uh, German writing in the 1930s and 40s. Uh, anyway, Metaxas a couple of years ago wrote a commentary on this this reality of of this modern loss of an authentic sense of friendship. And he's got a quote here that I just want to read part of, Father. Do read it. He said he wrote to the modern eye. All close love is sexual love. Deep friendship, especially between men, gives us an uneasy feeling. This leaves modern men with a tough choice. They can risk being pegged as gay, performing deep friendships with each other, or they can give up on making friends and just having bros. bros. Having bros. I jumped the gun a bit on you there. No, no, I, I, I wanted it to be in sync. Um, so, so Father, you, you, this idea of degradation of friendship, particularly when it comes to, to guys, to men. Yep. And this reality that Metaxas speaks about of how men don't have friends, they have bros. Yo, bro. And the word itself isn't bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the concept. And so, uh, yeah, so bros and uh, Metaxas in his little article goes on to describe bros as uh, being kind of a, just a pursuit of common pleasures. Right. Right. Uh, and so uh, they just... the. It's a sexually, um, usually seeking after like idiocy, drinking uh, heavily, uh, watching sports, grunting. Yeah. Not there's anything wrong with sports or drinking, but it's the, the excess of it. Yep. Right. Right. Um, and so uh, it's just, again, it's it's missing what friendship could be. Right. Aristotle has a great thing about uh, friendship where he talks about there's the ultimate form of friendship, which we'll get to, but then there's friendships of uh, acquaintance and friendships of mutual pleasure. Right. A friendship of acquaintances. I live next to the Thompsons. I, mean, I don't. I'm just making up that name. But uh, and so the Thompsons and I are friends. And when they move or I move, we're not going to keep track of each other. Right. Because we were friends when we lived next to each other. But now that we don't, we're not friends. Right. And then there's friendship of mutual pleasure, and that's really what bros are. Yep. Is that they are? Uh, we're about pursuing the same pleasures. And when we're no longer pursuing those pleasure, pleasures, we're not friends. Right. But that friendship falls so short, it's, it's using that time just for self-gratification. Right, right. It's, it's really, yeah, self-gratification. So I, I'm not there for the sake of the other, which gets mm. at the nature of authentic love. Right. Uh, which, which all, we'll get into this later too. With, the, with, with, deep friendships are really about love right. for one another. Um, and, and so when you're, when I'm merely here because I like being with the, these guys, uh, these men, not because of who they are, but because of what we do together. Right. That's, that's almost using them. To some and it, oh, to, it's totally using them in that regard. And if one of your bros ever brings up something like, uh, you know, I think I'm going to spend time with my family instead of spending all Sunday watching football and drinking beer at the sports bar. You'd be ostracized, kicked out, right. you know, ridiculed. Right, right, right. And so this this also, I guess, will get at the, the deeper level of friendship that we'll be talking more about. But I just think of of, of the close friends who I do have where, um, and you can tell the difference. I mean, I just think about the relationships I have where the conversation, going back to your earlier point earlier, how's the weather? You know, it's more superficial. Right. And where, where it gets to that more sharing of life. Right. How, how, not just, you know, how are the wife and kids, but. No, how's your wife? And how do you make that transition? Right. In and friendship. You, and you can tell. I mean, I just think of like friends who I've gotten together, my high school friends or whatever. We, some of us at least, are have that deeper friendship, but some of us clearly are more, more of the um, 
what's was the first one you from acquaintances? Her, yeah, acquaint, yeah, yeah. Where well, we were in the same building, the same room for years, but no, we're no longer there. And so when we get together to have that deeper level of conversation, you can tell that's a transition that we've never really made before. Right. And and the longer you don't make that transition, like the more unlikely it is that you'll ever make that transition. Right. right. Yeah. So we've been talking about, why don't we uh, dive in then, Father, talk about what friendship should be, what it ought to be. Right. So we talked about the idea of like a friendship of goodness or a friendship of virtue would be a phrase that well, Aristotle wouldn't use that phrase because he spoke in Greek, but I mean, we might translate it as a yes, friendship of virtue. We might. Uh, but so the idea of together with you, I am together. We're seeking the good, right? The good for me, the good for you, the good for us, the good for the world that we're seeking goodness together. We're seeking to be better people together, right? Better men together. Does my friendship with you help me become a better man? Right. Does my friendship with you help you become a better man? You make me want to be a better man. And then you just romanticized it. Well, but that's a great quote, though. It's a great quote, but it's from a romantic moment. It is. Uh, that he's quoting Jack Nicholson in the movie yeah, As Good As It Gets well. oh, with Helen done. Hunt Helen. and oh, uh, 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 someone else. I can't remember his name. The actor's name. Oh, yeah. He's a he's a big name actor. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, mental blocks. Mm. If only there was like an internet service that would allow us to look up names of actors Jeeves. and or actresses. G- I'm going to ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. You keep going Ignition on. is a uh, broadcasting radio show for the new evangelization sponsored by askjeeves.com. Don't, uh, don't use Ask Jeeves. I don't think Ask Jeeves exists anymore, listeners. So Greg Kinnear. Greg yes. Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. Thank you, Mr. Engineer. Mr. Engineer telling us that's Greg Kinnear. I hear... This answer was very near. Okay. Okay. Anyway, back on track. Right. So friendship that helps us become good, that become friendship that helps us become better in that way. Seeking the common good, seeking the good of myself. In your friendships, when's the last time you talked to one of your friends about, uh, hey, how's faith life going? Right. Uh, do you feel like you're a better person now than you were a month ago, a year ago? Uh, have you talked about your own struggles to be a better person with your friends? I think those are yeah all examples of that. I was talking about that earlier. That you can just tell in a conversation with somebody when when it even with a, a good friend that you have those conversations with, you can tell because you might sometimes have the more you know the the superficial conversations, but the tone is clearly different when you enter enter into that more real sharing of your life with one another. The friend zone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hit myself there for using a the friend zone, if you're not familiar, listeners, is a term that frustrated romantic uh, romance seekers use when with uh, someone else they're stuck stuck in the, in the friend zone. Nothing so horrible as having to be friends with someone. Exactly. When you really just want to use them. We're just friends, again, as you said earlier. Yeah. Um go ahead. Well, so then the, the, one of the other things about friendship is a friendship is a relationship that exists for its own sake, not because of what we get out of it, not for anything else. It just exists for its own sake. So this is something that you, you referenced. This comes from Aristotle. So it's, it's, it's a natural idea, if you will. It's, it's a reality that simply by virtue of being human, apart from any, any scriptural or religious connotation is mm-hmm. true. It is. It's it's a fact that we're made. I mean, the human person is a social animal, right? And uh, uh, and so we have to learn to cultivate those sorts of friendships. 
And it's necessary to do that. And that way it's part of the necessity of our humanity, just as much as drinking water, breathing air, that we have to have social connections. Oh, did you ever hear about, uh, I think it was in the Soviet Union in the 1980s, they did experiments on torture with sensory and relationship deprivation. deprivation. Yes. Right. That even more damaging than the loss of like food or water or pain is the loss of relationships. Yep. And we're, to be clear here, we're not saying, we, not everybody's an extrovert, and we're not saying you have to be out there, right? I mean, you're, you, Father, are, if I recall correctly, an introvert. Ish. Ish. Um, we're not saying you have to be like somebody, hey, how you doing, back slapper, um, et cetera. This is simply about the reality that however many you have, we're all called to have and form relationships. Right. And to, and to cultivate them. Uh, I've been using the word cultivate with friendships a lot, and I want to add on not just cultivate, but harvest. Oh, right. Yes. Mm. yes yeah. Huh? Yes, yes. Huh? Well, well done. Yeah. But to cultivate, to harvest, because the fruit, because we need friendship in the Christian life because it brings stability. It brings accountability uh, to it. And uh, there's a great quote by Don Eden, who's a wonderful Catholic author. If you have Dr. Don Eden. Oh, yes, she is. Yeah. Uh, if, you've have, if you've never read her books, read it. But a book from The Thrill of the Chaste. Uh, was it finding fulfillment while keeping your clothes on? Is that the subtitle? That sounds right. Uh, but the thrill of the chase, and she says, once you allow yourself to be defined by your loneliness, it's a small step to violating your most deeply held beliefs. Say, say it again. Once you allow yourself to be defined by your loneliness, it's a small step to violating your most deeply held beliefs. So what does that mean? That if we start to define ourselves by moments of aloneness or moments where I feel lonely, and if I think that's who I am, I'm alone, I'm abandoned, I have no one, then uh, we will do anything to try and create some connection. And whether it's a violation in the context of her book, she's talking about sexual mores, sexual morality, or a violation of some other morality in order to create a friendship uh, or a connection with someone uh, we can. So we need to be able to be cultivating friendships to protect us against the assault of loneliness. Just showing how deeply the, 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 the need for friendship, for relationship, is hardwired into our nature as human beings. Right. Um, and so, you, you, again, you talked about, just at the, the end there, with accountability, accompaniment, that we need friendship in the Christian life. Even though this is, uh, if you will, a natural idea, a religious, so to speak, uh, it's still something that, that in the Christian life, being the fulfillment of the human person, we are called to, as you said, cultivate and harvest. Right. I mean, if you look at, uh, dear listeners, if you look at any saint, they almost always have cultivated friendships to allow them on that path to sainthood uh, for that accountability and also for that encouragement. Uh, and we think about the fact as Christians that we, as Catholic Christians, we celebrate our heavenly friends. Right. Right. The saints. The saints. Right. And they get nothing out of being with us. Other no. than it's the joy of seeing us hopefully someday with them in heaven. I go, going back to how you said, authentic friendship is a good in and of itself. It has no other purpose or aim, right? Right. Just, but to see, to see that growth, to see that, that flourishing and to see uh, someday us joining them in the home of heaven. Amen. Yeah. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, email us if you have any questions, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet at us, sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition with any ideas you have for future episodes or questions about today's. Until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. 
Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.